Welcome to the Pokescast. I'm Ryan Thorburn of the Casper Star Tribune covering Wyoming athletics. You can follow my coverage at trib.com. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. I am currently in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the Wyoming Cowboys came up with a 70-56 victory over New Mexico at the pit, uh, breaking the hearts of almost 12,000 people uh, on Valentine's Day night. Uh, Really an amazing win for a team that really needed something positive to to build on down the stretch here. Obviously, uh, they've been through hell and back this season. Uh, bringing in one of the legends of Laradice, Rob Jarosh, just kind of break down this breakthrough for Wyoming. Rob, were you uh, pleasantly surprised at how Wyoming played last night, or did you see this coming? Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Ryan. There's no way I saw it coming. Who, who could have seen it coming? Um, good to see you and talk to you. Um, no, I was completely shocked uh all, all the way through the game i mean i i hate to say it but i i didn't really think they were going to win until maybe four or five minutes left in the game i just kept waiting for the shoe to drop and uh man what a great game that was uh that was easily the best game they played all year and and completely shocked me and anyone that says that they they saw it coming is uh it's not telling us the truth well, Hunter Thompson, this is his sixth year at Wyoming. He's been to an NCAA tournament. Obviously, him and Maldo experienced some real lows, you know, at the end of the Allen Edwards era with 24 lost seasons. But six years is a long time, and he said this might be his favorite win. In the moment afterwards, he said it was his favorite. Uh, that says something because, you know, not every Wyoming player, including Hall of Famers uh, experiences a win at the pit. And it's not like this is a bad New Mexico team. New Mexico absolutely had to win that game. Wyoming just popped their NCAA tournament bubble. So they were giving great effort. Now, granted, Jalen House, their starting point guard, was not there. So they're a different team without him. But um, Hunter Maldonado took full advantage of, you know, having the opposite point guard out and just controlled the game with his tempo and poise and playmaking from start to finish. He did. I mean, that was the, that was the Maldo that we, that we all love. Um, He took over the game. Um, You know, he had a couple of hiccups there with some turnovers, but you know, you're going to get that from him when he controls the ball as much as he did in a game like last night. But you could just, I mean, you were there, Ryan. So you could, you could talk about it in more detail, but through the TV, you could see something different with the players, just this enthusiasm, just this desire to win that quite frankly, I didn't see against San Jose state. I didn't see against Boise. Um, It just looked different. They looked like they were having fun. Uh, When, when uh, Xavier Ducell hit the third of those three pointers at the beginning of the second half, you know, he, he took out the, uh, the ghost pistol and shot it a couple times and put it back in its holster. I mean, they, they were having a blast last night and that was, that was what was so much fun to see. And that's what you hope to see all season long from these guys. And they've been through a lot. So I can see why uh, I could see why Hunter Thompson says that, right? Because when you're winning and you're winning and you're winning, you kind of get used to it. But when you're losing as much as, as they've been losing, and then you go into the pit and basically destroy New Mexico's NCAA tournament at large hopes um, in front of a huge crowd. I could see how it was uh, one of Hunter's favorite games ever. 
Yeah, and here's uh, the quote that really stuck out to me. And and finally, for the first time, you know, covering all these road games in the Mountain West, I talked to these guys after they actually won a game. That was their for- first road win of the year. Um, Maldo said, quote, everybody here now fights for the team. They're Wyoming basketball players and not basketball players at Wyoming. Uh, I think that's a nice way of Hunter Maldonado saying what happened to, you know, 10 days ago or whenever it was is uh, addition by subtraction. You know, obviously the three pack 12 transfers, Ethan Anderson, Max Ogbonkpolo, Jake Kaiman. You know, they seemed like good guys to me, but for whatever reason, it did not work in Laramie. They quit the team, and now the team is playing much, much more with a with heart, I guess you would say, with the way, you know, Maldo has always played. Now everyone's following that lead, and there's just way better chemistry. And I can tell you, uh, Jeff Linder, even after the Boise State loss, uh, you know, I asked him, how different does this loss feel than a, a week earlier when you lost at San Jose State in an embarrassing fashion when they had all those guys and Noah Reynolds? And he, I mean, it's night and day. He's He's got a smile on his face now. Uh, it's been a rough year, but these eight healthy scholarship players that he has now are semi-healthy. Uh, he loves them, and they seem to love him. And, uh, you know, they're, they could be dangerous down the stretch if they can play like this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened with the three California kids. Um, I actually really liked the way that that uh, Anderson played ball. I he, I was surprised to see him leave. I was surprised that any of them left in the middle of the season, but I was really surprised to see him leave because I thought he had carved out a, a spot. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's to blame for what. Um, you hear lots of rumors. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, as I always say. Um, but none of it matters anymore. Um, he's got the team that he's got, and and uh and they've got to play the rest of the season and and i think you said it in your in your story online or someone said it i think it was you you know they could have just given up on the season it seemed like they had given up on the season um and last night proved that they hadn't and so there's something to be said about rallying around that adversity and uh, and coming out stronger which they did last night i will tell you um you know i i sit really close to to uh lender in the bench um at home games and I, you know, his personality is generally uh, appears to be frustration, uh, just typically in basketball games when players aren't where they're supposed to be or they're not running the plays that they're supposed to run. And his his postgame quotes for most of the season have been at best, um, uh, you know, just kind of um, mediocre in terms of his his praise for the team and, and oftentimes um, somewhat critical of the team. I, I have not seen a quote from him or quotes from him like he gave to you last night all season long. I mean, he seemed genuinely happy and maybe he's happy when he's not on uh, on the basketball court, but he doesn't usually seem happy on the basketball court. And he seemed happy yesterday. They all seemed like they were having a good time, which was which was cool to see and which was a side of Jeff Linder. I haven't seen very often. And, you, you know, you interview him, you know, better than I do. Um he doesn't hand out praise uh, very often um, and, and certainly not unless he really, really means it. Yeah. I think Jeff would admit he's not easy to play for. He's not for everybody. He's not for a lot of people, you know, in this generation and certainly, you know, I'm not saying it's their fault or his fault, but certainly, you know, the three pack 12 transfers were all high, high level recruits coming out of high school. 
you know, they're AAU stars, you know, they're used to being told, you know, how great they are. They're recruited by all the, these great basketball programs. You know, I kind of thought talking to them this summer that they wanted to get here and be challenged and develop knowing this was probably their best last chance to make something of themselves in terms of, you know, raising their level where they could get interest from, you know, the NBA or even, you know, other professional leagues. So, uh, you know, it, it's too bad that didn't work out and that might have an impact on Lender's ability to, you know, obviously lure those type of Pac-12 transfers to Laramie. But I think he's happier or happiest finding, uh, you know, gyms on the recruiting trail, you know, like a Jeremiah Oden, like a Z- Xavier Ducell, guys that weren't recruited by many schools, Noah Reynolds and Graham Ike basically only recruited by Jeff Linder and his staff, you know, starting at Northern Colorado with Graham. So uh, I'll think, I think you'll see more of that. They're going to have some scholarships to, to fill. Um, you know, I wrote that column after the San Jose state game, basically saying the team looked lost that clearly they didn't want to be there. They were all on the bus before I could even, you know, get out of my seat to interview them. And uh, that was the last game with, those guys, unfortunately, it was the last game with Noah Reynolds. It was shut down after that due to a concussion. Um, and Sundance Wicks, I had a line in that column saying that, you know, Sundance, Sundance Wicks uh, scout for that game was lost in translation because their defense was so terrible. <laughs> and last night, Sundance was like, hey, did my scout get lost in translation after the New Mexico game? I'm like, thanks for reading, buddy. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, they were able to read that and they're not mad at me, you know, obviously I, I, I came up with pretty much what was going on with the tone of the team then. And if you read the game story from last night, I think you can get a good sense of what's going on with the team. Now it's night and day. And I didn't think they'd be able to turn it around this season at all and end on a positive note, which it looks like they're going to do. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how they could be upset with you if because you, you're telling the truth, right? You're there. You see the games. Um, you talk to the players when they let you after the game. So I, you have your finger on the pulse of that team better than any of the fans do, obviously. And um, the truth is the truth. And I would it would have been disingenuous, I think, for anyone involved in the program to have read your column and disagreed with it entirely. It, there, there, there is some truth to what you said, um, and you could see it in the Boise State game. I, I love Hunter Thompson. He's a Wyoming kid. I root for him. I've rooted for him since he was in high school. Um, he, he looked like he, he was completely out of it against Boise. I mean, just he took one shot. He missed it. Um, he had no rebounds. He's six ten, six eleven. He had five fouls. Um, they just did not look like they cared all that much. And that's not just Hunter. That's, he, that's just an example. Um, that, that's what it looked like and felt like in the Boise game. And so it's there for me, they're kind of like, um, I don't know that X that you can't give up. Right. Like I, after that Boise state game, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done caring. And then they pull me back in like they did last night when it was clear. I mean, Hunter Thompson was a completely different animal last night um very aggressive on the boards with those five rebounds so i i i don't know how they could disagree with what you said then and hopefully they embrace what you said uh after last night's 
game and they embrace that result because they're capable of that. That's not an easy place to play basketball. Good teams have gone and lost to bad teams in the pit for decades. And last night tells you, you know, can they get to the championship game of the conference tournament and win it? I don't know. But can they can they win a game or two and get hot? Yeah. Yeah, I think the San Jose State loss was when the whole program was in disarray. It was the night after Graham Mike said he was just going to rehab this year. And obviously there was some turmoil going on or some chemistry going on with with the team as it was constructed at that point. I think Boise State is just a bad matchup for Wyoming and, and Hunter had a bad game in Boise. But, you know, what I think is interesting about Boise State is their starting five is amazing. And then they don't have a lot after that. And last night, Wyoming, you know, a game after the Boise State loss, kind of played like Boise State. The five starters were tremendous. All five of them were excellent. Hunter Maldonado, 20 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. Brendan Wenzel got the hard hat um, for being so scrappy with 13 points and seven rebounds. Hunter Thompson, four threes in the first half to give them that confidence. Uh, Xavier Ducell exploded for, you know, three three-pointers to start the second half and pushed the lead to where New Mexico was really nervous, you know, right off the jump in the second half. And then Jeremiah Oden quietly with nine points and seven rebounds. And then not much of a bench, obviously, except for the fact that Kenny Foster played six minutes. Kenny Foster, who just had back surgery, played six minutes, hit a three really emotionally gave the team a huge lift. You know, Hunter Thompson said they were getting on the bus to come to the game, or maybe it was the shoot around. And uh, Kitty Foster said, guess who's cleared to play? I mean, it was a shock to everyone. Uh, And so when you have seniors like Maldo, Hunter Thompson and Kenny Foster playing through injuries and illnesses, uh, the other guys are going to give it their all too. And, uh, you know, I think that was huge for Kenny Foster to come back just from uh, to just to give him an extra emotional jolt that made it maybe put him over the hump. I was a cold blooded three. I mean, I certainly didn't expect to see him drain that shot, and I'm excited to see what he can do for. And what what a what a guy! I mean, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts and a lot of heart to come back under these circumstances instead of just sit out the rest of the season. The guy obviously loves the team and loves to play. I thought the big difference, in addition to the attitude, and I guess they go hand in hand, was the effort. And, you know, Mortimer talked about uh, about this a couple of weeks ago, his frustration with defense, because he talked about how defense is effort and rebounding is effort. And compare, I know Boise State's a tough matchup, but but you still compare the statistics, compare those two games. Against Boise, we get out rebounded. What what was it? Thirty four to nineteen against Boise, and last night completely flipped it on its head. Out rebounded New Mexico thirty nine to thirty two. Dominant on the boards. Effort, effort, effort. And then I thought it, I thought last night was Xavier Ducell's best game, maybe in a in a Wyoming uniform. It's not just the thirteen points. Um, he he is the best defensive player on that team, in my opinion. And he shut down Mashburn. Um, and, you know, he always gets those those matchups. Mashburn's a hell of a basketball player. He held him to, I think, six for 17 shooting. Um, 
he got called for the one foul on Mashburn driving to the basket, and it wasn't even a foul. I mean, it was a clean block. And he he basically shut Mashburn down. He was all over the floor. And like I said, I thought it was his best game of the year. Um, and as I said earlier, their best effort as a team all year long. Yeah, I mean, one of the other more entertaining games and best games for Wyoming this year was the home game against New Mexico, which they lost 76-75. Well, last night they're on the road against New Mexico and they hold them 20 points under their total in Laramie. So the defense is just, it comes and goes, but when it's on, they're they're really tough to beat. And now just looking ahead, they have Air Force on Friday. They have three of their next four at home and the road game is in Fort Collins uh, against a CSU team that's also having a tough year. So, uh, you know, just when you think, uh, that you're going to cancel your flight to Las Vegas for the Mountain West tournament and just, you know, move those, uh, get a credit for next year's flight. You know, they could be a little bit dangerous. It's going to be hard for eight guys uh, to win four in four nights. But, you know, if they win that first game, the play-in type of game that the lowest seeds play to get to, into the quarters – you know, if they play a quarterfinal matchup against a team like New Mexico that's on the bubble and has all the nerves and literally cannot afford to lose to Wyoming and still get an at-large berth, and you're playing that kind of defense and that kind of carefree basketball with no pressure on you, uh, it could get a little little interesting for Wyoming and Las Vegas. I think so. The rub is... They're, you know, they're actually in a decent enough spot if they go into that tournament as the 11 seed. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, kind of stinks to finish in last place in the re- in the regular season. But, the, you know, the 11 plays the six. And then the winner of that game um, presumably plays the three. And so um, you've got the potential, I guess, looking at the standings to play New Mexico in the first round and then maybe a Nevada or a Utah State in the second round, as opposed to if you move up to the to the eight nine, um, then you got to if, if you win that, you're going to end up playing San Diego State in the second round. And that's that's a tough one. So, yeah, I was uh, talking ahead to of someone. myself. I mean, let's just win that first one uh, in Vegas. But, um, it, yeah, you know, there, if if the matchups are right. I guess you just never know. I wouldn't have said that, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't have said that before last night. That's what's so crazy. Um, I, would, I told myself it was over. I was talking to someone about that exact thing, that 11 is actually a good position to be in because, you know, you could view yourself as the six. You beat the six. You avoid the one, San Diego State. In the, in the. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're worried about that. I think, you know, obviously – um, they're going to end the season, the regular season at San Diego State. That'll be very difficult. I don't see, you know, Matt Bradley uh, and those super seniors uh, going out with a loss to Wyoming at home to end their careers in front of the show. But that's also a tricky thing. Like, say, San Diego State beats Wyoming, you know, in the regular season finale, and then Wyoming gets a game to get their feet under them in Vegas, and then they, San Diego State has to play them again. That's always hard to beat a team back to back like that. So uh, I don't think Linder and those guys are worried about matchups. I think they're worried about uh, finishing the careers of the two hunters on the highest possible note, which is, you know, they're going to try to win, you know, their next four or five games going into that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you want you want Hunter Thompson and Hunter Maldonado to have um, a great end to this very difficult season, but incredible careers. I, I don't think a lot of people. I've heard a lot of debate about whether Hunter Maldonado is a Wyoming Hall of Famer someday. Um, I think that debate is crazy. I think he's a Hall of Famer, and I think it's ridiculous to to uh, to say anything otherwise. Um, he is, if I remember correctly, and you, you you would know, is he twelve or fourteen assists away from breaking the all time Mountain West Conference assist record? He's he's somewhere there. He's second all time. Yeah. Um, he is a Hall of Fame basketball player for the Wyoming Cowboys. And, uh, and I want him to go out, you know, with a bang. And so I hope, uh, I hope people show up. I I know I've been uh, sort of critical about the, the argument that people should show up when the team is as struggling as, as much as they are, but at least on senior night, yeah. people need to be there. People need to be there to see Hunter Maldonado and Hunter Thompson off because they both been um, dedicated, loyal, good basketball players who bleed brown and gold. And like I said, Hunter Maldonado is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Hunter has joked about it. Like, he just went over 2,000 points. There's only five guys that have done that, led by Fennis Dimbo. Um, and, of course, Hunter's had a couple extra seasons to get his numbers together. He's, uh, you know, passed Sean Dent for all-time assists. Uh, he's second in steals behind Dent. So the stats are there, obviously, but there's that caveat of the extra time. But I think Jeff Linder said it best, you know, Hunter Maldonado is not about stats and you can't judge him good or bad on stats. He's about, uh, you know, playing through back pain, playing through arm pain, playing through bloody noses, coming back from concussions to rejoin a team that is not going to win the Mountain West, which is why he came back. I mean, he's an all-time cowboy. You know, I asked him the other night what he wants his legacy to be, and he said two words, cowboy tough. I mean, I think, you know, he's uh, on the Mount Rushmore of cowboy tough basketball players um, for sure. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's, you know, got the guts of, uh, you know, some of the toughest football players in Wyoming history. Yeah, I I agree. I just, I I think it's a um, no-brainer. He walks the walk. That guy just plays his heart out, uh, hurt, um, shorthanded. It doesn't matter. And um, he's just such a unique basketball player because of his ability to uh, really play anywhere from the point to the post. And, uh, you know, I hate I hate the way that that Indiana game last year went down because, you know, that was disappointing for everyone. But it was way more disappointing for him than it was for anyone else. I can tell you that. And, uh, um, I, I just love the kid and, and, uh, I really, like I said, I hope he can go out with a bang. Yeah. I mean, he could have, uh, given up after he could, you know, had trouble walking normally, you know, as a young player, when he had the back injury, you know, he could have transferred during the Allen Edwards misery, you know, I mean, he could have said, listen, Jeff, I appreciate you coming to recruit me at my house, but. I'm going to go do something else. I mean, he's stuck with Wyoming. He's a Wyoming cowboy through and through. And uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, interesting to see, you know, how he finishes here with these home games coming up and, and another border war. Um, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing because this season looked like, you know, Wyoming was trying to tank for the lottery draft, which obviously, 
<laughs> they're not going to be able to do, and they're going to have to do some recruiting to fill those holes with uh, the Pac-12 guys going. And you know, um, this day and age, there's going to be you know probably some transfers in or out. So uh, you know that's that's for another time to discuss that. But uh, uh, you know, if you're a Wyoming fan, you hope Graham Ek is watching that performance and thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll stick with it for another year. We'll see if he does or doesn't. But, uh, you know, uh, Graham's been on the road for most of these games. Unfortunately, he wasn't there to enjoy that one because that was was a good win at the pit for the Pokes. Graham Ike is a special talent. And I know we want, we all want to hope and believe that he's going to, that he's going to come back. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. But, um, if he doesn't, um, I don't. I I don't know that you can blame him, um, so to speak. Um, he's given a lot to the program. Um, the cupboard is uh, maybe ha- going to be half full next year. Um, we're going to have at least four scholarships available, maybe five. And there's there's probably going to be, like you said, another player or two that leaves. And so. Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know. As a Wyoming fan, obviously you want everyone to stay. I know the university's m- made a, a really strong effort in terms of NIL and things like that to keep EK around, and I really hope he sticks around. Um, the season turned out, you know, the, w- one of the things that we talked about earlier, and we don't need to rehash it with the three California kids leaving, but they they got here, and then a week before the season started, they ended up essentially on a completely different team than they thought they were going to be on. I mean, they, they came in thinking – and and I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying when you put all when you put all of this together, you've got these California kids that come in, they come to Laramie, a place that they've probably never been before that's so different from where they're from. And they think they're joining an NCAA caliber team with the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. And all of a sudden he, you know, he's got a broken foot. I mean, it it's just it's so the season has turned out so differently than we thought it would. If Graham E.K. doesn't get that stress fracture in his foot or whatever it was, who knows what happens, but it happened. And so now, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with E.K. I hope he comes back. Graham, if you're listening, come back. We love you. But if he doesn't, he doesn't. There will be another season. Yeah. Well, the optics right now are probably leaning towards he doesn't come back because, you know, he's rehabbing in Denver. He's not around the team anymore. Uh, You know, he's shut it down. Uh, Wyoming hasn't made him available to talk all year. So maybe if we do get a chance to talk to him, he'll sing a different tune, but uh, either way he was, uh, it, that'll be one of the great what ifs if he doesn't come back the Graham EK era. And obviously his freshman year was cut short as he rehabbed a high school injury. And then in those 12 games, you're like, wow, this guy could be special. And then he was special the one year he was healthy at Wyoming. And obviously to lead Wyoming to 25 wins, and an NCAA tournament, he'll still be, uh, you know, regarded as a as a great Wyoming player. But uh, you know, if him if he did does come back, you know, with the returning guys and Noah Reynolds comes back healthy, then they have something cooking and they can add some pieces uh, via the portal or late recruits. Remember, Noah Reynolds was a late signee uh, out of high school after Marcus Williams left. You know, no one else was offering him any scholarships at this level and Wyoming came in late and offered him thanks to a late opening. So, you know, I I think you'd have to trust Linder to kind of retool the roster, rebuild the roster, you know, with those, you know, five or six scholarships. Um, If it's only the four and you have the kid, you know, the touted 
freshman from LA coming in. You have uh, EK and Reynolds back then, you know, maybe something really special is happening next year based on uh, surviving what didn't kill you this year. Yeah. It, it's hard not to play the, the what if game, but, and we've talked about this before in this, this day and age of the transfer portal, you, you just kind of have to be happy when good things happen. And no matter what happens with Graham or really any of these other guys, I'll always love this team because of what they did last year. Um, that at-large tournament bid, my son, who's about to turn 19, asked me um, when was the last time before last year that the Pokes got an at-large bid. And I said, before you were born, 2002. So the people don't realize that. Um, maybe they do, but – that, that was a special team. Yeah, it was a disappointing. They could have beaten. They should have beat Indiana. But what they accomplished is something I'll always remember um, because those at-large bids are so few and far between. So, yeah, this year's a disappointment. Next year's an unknown. But be glad that that group, all these guys um, that are playing right now, um, did what they did last year. All right, Rob. Well, thanks for uh, joining me uh, to recap uh, Wyoming's big road win at the pit. Um, I'll be headed home. Obviously, uh, it's going to be uh, quite a journey. I just got a text on my phone that my flight's delayed two hours. So uh might be staying in Denver tonight. <laughs> Doesn't sound like the roads are too great in Laramie, but hopefully I will be there Friday night. Wyoming hosts Air Force. That's always a, a fun game. And uh, and we'll, uh, we'll finish covering this team and then a big offseason. So Thanks for joining me, Rob. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Safe travels, buddy.